The most successful and rewarding transitions from high school to college are achieved when students are open to exploration and excited about that discovery process. That's the mindset that cuts through the noise and the groupthink and allows them to go all in on choosing schools based on the factors that truly matter most. When called upon, I help them along the way. I'm Brian Eldridge, founder of Courier College Prep and the host of Admissions to Mars. And that's what I hope to do here. Leverage my knowledge, insights, and over a decade of experience to put you in possession of a regularly updated map of the college admissions landscape. All right, welcome back. It's Admissions to Mars. And like mom's unrealistic predictions for the upcoming football season and back to school and pumpkin spice, everything. A sure sign that autumn is nigh is when I am fielding that some variation of the how do we apply for scholarships question. Or I'm sitting down with families and we're crunching some numbers and they tell me straight up they are counting on outside scholarships to uh, not only help uh, pay the bills, cover the costs, but uh, in some cases they really are looking at them to uh, just cover that entire gap that they're anticipating um, and, and maybe a financial aid award. So what I want to do, I want to talk about searching for, applying for scholarships, and then I want to move into the unseemly practice of scholarship displacement. Um, and through that lens, you can then decide whether, when and whether the juice is worth the squeeze. And I would never dissuade a student or family from going after anything that will reduce the price they pay for college. But I wanted to be clear, um, outside scholarships are rarely the silver bullet that many believe them to be. As far as resources go, the best scholarship search engines are aggregators of anything and everything out there with dynamite filters, right? You want a scholarship search to be filtered um, with specific categories and qualifications because it should be a bespoke, tailored process, a hand in glove, like I am an excellent candidate for this. You want to go after the ones that you feel you have the best chance of getting. So narrowing down the parameters is essential you'll be asked to create a profile um, on the ones I'm going to mention, and there you can hopefully save scholarship applications, um, receive notifications when there's a scholarship match, uh, or you know after or your profile is matched to uh, to the scholarships uh, that that come up and that are, are posted. So my recommendations in no particular order as far as website goes, uh, websites go, going Mary. FastWeb, uh, Capex, Scholarship Owl, and the College Board's Scholarship Search Engine. If you want to kick it old school and grab a guide, it is tough to find a better one than the Ultimate Scholarship Book, uh, Billions of Dollars in Scholarships, Grants, and Prizes by um, Gene Tanabe and Kelly Tanabe, with an additional shout-out to... Um, over the years have, have used this, uh, How to Go to College Almost for Free by Ben Kaplan. 
And you definitely want to keep it local as well. Check in at your guidance office, your college counseling office, and um, see if they have a list there of community organizations with scholarships. Do a Google search um, for these community organizations, right? Like Kiwanis and Rotary and Lions Clubs and um, Better Business or um, Chamber of Commerce. Uh, you could search online through your particular state's Department of Ed um, agency, and they might list local awards and grants. And keep in mind, local awards are often easier to win than the big national scholarships, uh, simply because the applicant pool is smaller. So you know where to go uh, to search for those scholarships. Now let's role play a scenario. You spend weeks, good amount of sweat equity, uh, into applying for these scholarships. And remember, a good number uh, will require writing, extra writing. So make sure you, if you're tackling this during um, application season uh, with all you know, your, your common app essay and supplements you might have to do, just make sure you're, you're uh, ahead of that and um, prioritize the writing accordingly. Um, you're applying for a few scholarships and you win a $2,500 and a $500 uh, scholarship and you're stoked. Three grand, definitely gonna help you cover the cost at your um, at your top choice school you let the school know about the the scholarships because well, schools almost all require you to report them a little bit later you get an email from the financial aid office letting you know your financial aid package was being adjusted and a grant that you were given by the school was reduced by reduced by the amount that you won in outside scholarships three thousand dollars gone pretty gross uh, and that's the wonderful world of scholarship displacement. And if you're unfamiliar with the practice, it's not surprising. M many students and families are. What is it? Scholarship displacement is when your financial aid is going is reduced uh, or even just canceled uh, when you get another form of financial aid, like an outside scholarship. It's very common practice at colleges across the country. We don't know exactly how many colleges because they don't have to disclose um, the practice. I'm, I'm expecting, uh, you know, there's hopefully no surprise there because transparency, come on, it's, uh, it's higher ed. It's higher ed in America. Uh, there was a study conducted back in 2013 which found half of colleges and universities reduced institutional financial aid to students who received outside scholarships. Take a guess which tier of schools more likely to, uh, to reward all your hard work with a net zero gain. That's right, private colleges, colleges that are the most expensive were twice as likely to do this as public and lower priced private schools. So why do colleges do it? Why would a college reduce your financial aid award? Often by the same amount as your private scholarship. It's not always dollar for dollar, but it often is, which essentially leaves you back where you started from with nothing to show um, for your hard work. Well, it's true that colleges have to adhere to the federal financial aid formula uh, that determines your eligibility for need. So let's do a quick recap of that process. 
uh, you remember the acronym math, right? Where the college's cost of attendance, uh, from that you subtract your expected family contribution. That's now going to be known as the student aid index, the SAI. And what's left is your eligibility for need. So you fill out the FAFSA, colleges get it, compare your EFC to their sticker price, um, tuition, room and board, fees, et cetera. The difference between the two uh, is going to determine your need. And once that need's calculated, the financial aid office is going to create your offer, um, your aid package, or the term I don't really um, like, the award letter. Uh, and that package is going to combine all the aid sources, state and institutional and federal and private, in order to meet your need. This process is a regulated process, right? The Department of Ed regulates it. Um, and remember, most schools don't meet full need. So let's go through a scenario. You get a private um, or institutional scholarship, and the aid package already meets your need, right? You're you're good. It's it's um, you, you do not have any need now. The Department of Ed regulations dictate that if you received a private scholarship in excess um, of your need, that's you're you're being over awarded, and that can't happen. So if your needs already met and you win a thousand dollar scholarship, you're going the, the school has to reduce that award by a thousand dollars. All right, um, and this makes sense. I, that's I've got no issue with with that on its face. That's an equitable that's an equitable um, practice. And the Department of Ed, they give colleges flexibility in how they reduce your need-based package, all right, um, so they won't over-award you. The ideal outcome, and in fairness, this is a pretty common practice, is colleges will decrease your loan amount or your work study, all right? So that's self-help aid. Um, that's what we want. Lower the debt. Lighten the load. That's the best possible outcome. And it's what the scholarship provider wants, intends to happen. Uh, the less than cool outcome is when a school decreases the amount of institutional aid instead, displacing not you know displacing the non-loan portion um, of your award. So you know you have a grant and they take that three thousand dollars that you uh, were awarded and they take it off an institutional um, aid amount. And yeah, you just basically again net gain of zero. It's a no win for you and it's a no win for the scholarship provider. Colleges claim that scholarship displacement is done to free up funds for students who need financial aid but may not have received any other outside help. I could drive a truck through the holes in that justification. Um, a 2021 survey by Student Beans um, found half of the responding students who received private scholarships reported um, having had their institutional financial aid affected. And of these, three-fifths said the universities reduced the grants they had been awarded, not their loans, not their work-study hours. There's really no justification for reducing a grant amount. Um, and, and really, when you when you just deconstruct uh, deconstruct it, any justification, the irony is pretty rich. Hey, uh, way, to, way to put in all that work in high school. 
We'd love to have you as a member of the class of 2027. Uh, here is this grant. You know, just we just love what you bring in here. Uh, but that hard work you put in to reduce the amount you have to pay to come here, yeah, we're not down with that. So we're going to wipe it out. And that's why uh, more and more states are looking to limit or ban the practice. Um, right now, there are six states that, um, that limit or ban scholarship displacement. It's Washington, California, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New Jersey, and Minnesota, other states considering legislation as they should. A lot of students will ask me um, why they even have to report the scholarship to the school they're attending. And the answer is pretty simple because you probably won't even see that money. It's not going to be deposited in your bank account. Uh, most likely it's going to um, be sent directly to the college that you're attending. Um, the scholarship provider is going to send it there to be put towards tuition or whatever their approved higher education expenses are. It could be room and board, um, could be books and supplies, but they want to be sure that the money is being spent on college and, well, not what you think you can get away with spend, <laughs> spending it on. Uh, now, if there's flexibility there, um, the scholarship does send the money to you. It's usually going to come with terms and conditions, and I advise following, um, abiding by those terms and conditions. Um, and it just makes the most sense. If you have tuition that can be paid for and the money is best spent just doing that so you reduce debt, uh, future debt and interest, that's just that's just smart uh, money moves there. If your tuition, if you are in that envious position of having your tuition already paid for, um, you know, your, your need has been met, a scholarship, you got a free ride, um, then use the money towards other expenses like room and board, um, I don't know, travel back and forth, book supplies, what have you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much, again, with all that being said, the, the question, are outside scholarships still worth it? Well, they can be is probably the best answer, but you just want to make sure you understand this game that's being played, right? Like everything else. Research what the colleges on your list. Go to their websites, type in, you know, scholarship displacement, private scholarship, or not outside scholarships or private scholarships in the search bar. You probably just see if you can get an answer there. Um, call the financial aid office. What's your policy on outside scholarships? Email the financial aid office. Ask them the question. Find out how they treat them, right? And if they do practice displacement, what you want to ask is, uh, do you reduce my student loans or work study first? Like if you've got financial need, um, the, the ideal outcome, again, is to have your loan amount or your work study amount reduced. All right, so add scholarship displacement to that long list of non-student-friendly practices that you may encounter as your higher ed adventure continues. Remember, you've heard me say it before, the most reliable tried and true way to reduce the price you pay for college is through merit aid, SAT, ACT scores, through generous AP, IB, uh, CLEP credit policies, um, 
that I would all I the the time you're going to put into the scholarship search. I always advise. I think time is better spent going after those. Again, research policies at the school. Where's the most bang for your buck? That's what it's about. That is what it is about. Uh, it's all in the game. Those back-to-school bells are about to ring, so enjoy these last days. And until next time, be good and be good at it.